Hi, and welcome to the podcast where we put pros over bros. I am Keely. I'm Jessica. I'm Brianna. And I'm Allie. Yeet. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> yeet, yeet. to talk about our book this month for the month of may um i chose this book this month and we chose to read daisy jones and the six and i've been waiting on this book for so long (laughs) we didn't choose it you chose it rock on i chose it it was all me yes keely because it was keely's month Yes. I was going to take credit. Which you have been waiting forever for this. I have been. I feel like I've been on the B, like, I feel like we've been holding off on it, but in my opinion, it was worth it, but we'll talk about that later. It's worth noting, none of us watched, right, the show? No. Not until last night. So, Brianna and Keely, Allie, have you started it then? Nope. Because I just finished the book yesterday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I haven't had a chance to start it either, so we don't have any... We have minimal TV series context for this conversation. Yes, absolutely. So, um, probably a lot of people have already read this book. It's very, very popular, but we're going to go through a little book synopsis to give you guys an idea of what the book is about if you haven't read it, but hopefully you have. So, here we go. Daisy Jones and the Six captures the seduction of rock and roll in 1970s America. The novel is a fictional biography in which members of the band The Six, later known as Daisy Jones and the Six, reflect on their rapid rise to fame and the quick breakup of the band. Daisy is a wild child sneaking out of her Los Angeles home as early as 14 to seek adventure on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. Marked by her beauty, Daisy quickly finds a socialite role among the musicians and artists of Los Angeles. She is introduced early to drugs and rock and roll, but begins to crave her own creative identity. Meanwhile, Billy Dunn and his brother Graham grow up with music as a consolation after their father leaves the family. They take on a few friends to create a band named the Dunn Brothers. Excuse me. Soon the band grows to six musicians, Billy, Graham, Eddie, Pete, Warren, and Karen. They rename themselves a six, and with Billy as the magnetic frontman, find a record deal with Runner Records. The band parties, but Billy con- concerns his band and his manager, Rod, with the amount of drugs and the alcohol he consumes. Encouraged by his mentor, Teddy Price, and his wife, Camilla, Billy enters rehab after the six's first tour. His music is less thematically rock and roll and mostly dedicated to his love for his wife and their newborn, Julia. Meanwhile, Daisy has been picked up as a recording artist, and though she is unhappy because her own music has been rejected by the record, her singing makes her a success. The record label sets her up with Billy for a duet, which gives the Six more commercial appeal. After the success of the duet, Daisy Jones joins the Six on their second tour and is welcomed by everyone in the band except Billy, who is triggered by her beauty, drugs, and creative talent. She becomes a guest member of the band, and they renamed the band Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, for their mega-famous album, Aurora. They begin to write together and find that they have more similarities and eventually an attraction to one another, which poses a threat to Billy's sobriety and Daisy's future in music. The book explores the conditions that made the band so famous as well as the conflicts that drove the band apart. Daisy and Billy's battles with sadness, music, and drugs influenced the trajectory (laughs) of the band and of rock and roll music. Okay, first of all, Done or yeah. do? That's how the I've show been, pronounced it. 
The show? Okay. The freaking Dune. show. I have been reading it as the Dune Brothers. I definitely, okay. that was in my head when I was reading the book, but I changed because of the show. Intrigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, also, well, just a side annoying. note on the show, I haven't watched it, but, like, that's not what I pictured them looking like, especially Daisy. Really? Well, yeah. me either, but that's because really when it. I read, I am the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> Like all of them at different times. I, I love that you made her a redhead. She was like, nah, she's a deep brunette. <laughs> no, like every time, like regardless of hair color, I'm the main character. And it's sometimes nice. depending on POV, I do switch main characters. So like I did flip flop between Camilla, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. Like, I feel like in the show, like Daisy is represented well. I feel like everyone's represented well, except for Billy. He just looks too old to me mm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he looks a little yeah. different than how I pictured. And then Daisy, I pictured her really willowy, if that makes sense. Like, Because they're like, she's tall, she's super small. So, like, the Daisy actress, she looks beautiful, but, like, not, like, kind of wispy how I had in my yeah. brain. But fun fact, y'all, do you know who she is? Nancy Fosfine. She's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Never mind. Oh, I did know that. Keo, yeah. I had forgotten. I did. Yeah. Did hear. I thought that was kind of cool. Hmm. It is cool. Me and Kiwi anyway. love Elvis. Yeah, we're big Elvis. I didn't know that. Well, intrigue that you left me and Allie out. You don't know if we love Elvis. Okay, Jess, do you love Elvis? I'm indifferent towards Elvis, but I really, <laughs> really loved the movie. <laughs> Allie, do you love Elvis? First and foremost, I'm a hater. I appreciate his music. I appreciate his music. And I understand the time period was very different back then. But I have a hard time separating personal decisions and professional. So, like, I use my time to listen to other artists that don't have a 14-year-old bride. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He had his demons. (laughs) He did. He did. Yeah. My whole he high school was bedroom talented. was Elvis Presley. Your whole Which high time? school bedroom? Yeah. Okay, Brianna's a bigger fan than I am. Keely, oh, have yeah. you not seen her Elvis blanket, Elvis pillowcase? Maybe. No, she, def- she definitely hasn't. But I had a comforter, but I just never used it. <laughs> it was a gift. I just never used it. But I had a blanket. I still have the blanket somewhere and the comforter somewhere. But I have, like, in my bedroom above my bed I had like 10 of these like metal posters and then I have a huge portrait I mean huge enough it's of young hot Elvis <laughs> oh man yeah. do you yeah. have pictures oh my gosh I wish I could see this my yeah, babysitter I- loved Elvis and I hated her so I think that's what tainted me like oh, really early mm-hmm. on she um used to tell my siblings not to be like me and I would have stress migraines because I'd have to get them up for school and get them ready. And she was an alcoholic who would only take us to garage sales. Um and my mom had no idea because we didn't like know anything. We were like I was sixth grade or whatever. So it was yeah. terrible. And um one time she sent the workers van because her car broke down to come pick us up from school. And I was walking home and I refused to get inside of this random mechanic van. And she got so mad at me. So I remember that she loved Elvis. So it made me <laughs> associate that. She don't negatively. really hate Elvis. You just hate her. 
She yeah, she her whole house was covered in Elvis. Like she was a hoarder, and it was all oh. Elvis themed that she would find at garage sales. Like it was everywhere. Nice. Um, so yeah, well, I'm glad pretty- that didn't end up being Brianna's reality. It <laughs> stopped at the high school bedroom. Here's a picture of me face swapped with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I know I have pictures. I just can't find them right now. I'll send them in the group text. Okay. Okay. So now that what we- a convenient detour. I hope you leave it in. Honestly, everyone needs to know oh, who they're, who they're listening to. <clears throat> so now that we've Not chatted time. all things Elvis, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk overall thoughts of the book. Um, Al, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I loved it. So at first it kind of took me by surprise. Um, I don't know why TJR, she's really great at this like autobiography, but it's really not, or like this biography or this interview style and they're not real people. But when I first read like the first page, I was so confused. Um, I thought, wait, do they exist? I'm confused. Um, and so that was kind of a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around was the style of writing. But once I got past that first, like 20 pages, I was really invested. So I think I'm giving it five stars purely because I read it so fast. I couldn't stop, couldn't put it down. Um, and I thought it was a very interesting way to write a book. And yeah, I thought that like, there's very few notes that I have that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like is just a personal preference, not a, like, fall on TJR. Nice. Awesome. Brianna? Wait, but what didn't you like? Oh, yeah. Um, I did not like the author interjection, um, but we'll get to that. Like, it it wasn't bad or anything. It just, I didn't, it didn't have any buildup. And it just kind of felt out of place because you'd have been mm-hmm. in this kind of interview reading thing but you don't know who the interviewer is there's no narrator so it did kind of take me out of the the concept of the book I thought but Mm -hmm. it wasn't bad I understood its purpose Mm -hmm. yeah Brianna um I liked it I don't think I loved it the more that I watched the show the more that I liked the book more (laughs) um the show is just like so different in a lot of ways to me. And so it just makes me like it more. But I liked the style. I'm kind of with Allie. It like threw me for a loop for a second with the author interjection, which again, we can talk about more later. But um, like I didn't mind the style, it was a fast read. I was telling Jess, I literally read half the book on Sunday. I was worried about finishing on time and I read half of it. Like it was so fast and it was only in like three hours I'm a pretty slow reader so period um but I think it's four stars for me I was thinking you were gonna rate it really low with (laughs) that like first sentence you had you're like I liked it didn't love it no if I liked it didn't love it it would have been like well if what if I was going low then it would have been like two three stars but Mm -hmm. if I liked it then it's it's not going to be two. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I like some books that I give three stars to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jessica. Oh, my turn. So I really enjoyed the book. Again, 
very easy read, breezed through it pretty quickly. I too was worried about finishing the book um, and didn't have any trouble in the end finishing it. I feel like it looks like a thicker book because with the the paragraph style is like every paragraph or like interview ends and then she like does enter enter and then mm-hmm. has another person so it goes qu- so quickly because it's spaced out um to make it more read- readable functionality wise um so anyway really easy read i really liked it i did feel like there were a lot of characters to keep track of um mm-hmm. specifically when it came to like producers or like other characters that they met once a while ago I you know once they were reintroduced back into the story I would have liked a reminder in parentheses of who they were Mm -hmm. for context yeah I was kind of struggling at the end I was like Mm -hmm. who who's this supposed to be yeah like Um, Artie and Rod and Nick like I remember Diddy Rod and Artie, I ended up figuring it out pretty quickly yeah. and keeping them in my head, sh- keeping them straight in my head. It was um, Jim. I was so confused with the Jim. Who's Jim? He I came, know Jonah. So Jim came at the Wasn't very end. Wasn't it Jerry? End. No, so Jim came at the very end, but he was someone, he's like, I should have had her in my band. They're going to eclipse us oh, all. Yeah. I was like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. But I think he got mentioned like really early. Really early, yeah. So that was probably my only complaint. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I I wouldn't say like it's for everybody must read. I don't know if I would ever want to read it again. So for those reasons, like I'm going to give it a four, but it was like a strong four. And I will say reading this made me realize like I gave inheritance games a four and I think I should have given them a three Mm -hmm. because I was like, no, I like this more Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying it more while I read. I don't know. But, it, but again, the inheritance games would have been like a, because I had said four minus. So it still would have been a three plus, like it would have been a mm-hmm. close one. Mm-hmm. So anyway, not that that matters, but strong four. I really enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed the book. I tried not to set my expectations too high. <laughs> um, I was like. I think you that was another over the past had five really months. high expectations. Yeah, I think I did, even though I told myself no. But even still, like, I really enjoyed the book. I think I'm kind of like a mix of all of you, like what you all said, because um, I couldn't put the book down. I, w- I started it like a week or two ago, and then I put it down and then picked it back up. And I had the issue of like, wait, who's this again? Even with the band members, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, Pete he's kind of like not as important as the other band members. Like yeah. he's not as, I was like, wait, okay, which one, which guy is this? And I'd have to like flip back. But I think like for people who haven't read this book, I think it's something that you need to read like pretty much like consistently. I would not mm-hmm. recommend starting it and then putting it down for like a few days and then yeah. starting it again. Totally. But mm-hmm. then I did knock it out really quick. Cause I was just so invested and so entertained by it. It was so easy for me to picture it. I loved the interview style at first. It kind of like threw me off like Al. Yeah, um, I, I ended up loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, especially when two POVs were talking about the same instance. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. that's not what happened or like, it was, they, such it was like totally different. It was such it was an cute. interesting way to have no dialogue in a book, but feel like yeah. it was just a book about gossip. Yeah, like yeah. the whole time. 
And I feel like that's probably a really tough thing to do as an author, like make it so realistic. And I think that's why so many people were shocked that it wasn't like actual people. Sure, Mm -hmm. it's inspired by Fleetwood Mac, right? Mm -hmm. Sort of, kind of. But it's not about them, right? But it's like so many people are like shook when they're like, wait, these aren't real people because I think she did a really good job with that style and making Mm it so like authentic and real. Um, So yeah, overall loved the book. Um, Just a few little things that I didn't love, but overall I'm giving it four Mm -hmm. stars. I think too, I didn't struggle with the characters, like remembering who, because I didn't give myself any time to read this book. Um, I started it two nights ago and I read a hundred pages. Then the next day I was like, I have to read like 50 more percent of this book, but then I ended up loving it. So I just finished it. So I read it within 24 hours, like start yeah. to finish. Yeah. And I think that really did help keep track of everyone. Yeah. Cause I didn't put it down like you were saying, but I didn't think about that at the time. Y'all I saw, Oh, go ahead, Brianna. I was going to say at one point they like mentioned how Pete and Eddie were brothers. I had no recollection of that. I was <laughs> Literally. Like, Towards the end when Eddie's griping and groaning and he's like, he's supposed to be my brother. I was like, since when? Wait, what? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I, did I just thought y'all were roommates. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Besties. I have one regret. I wish I would have done the audiobook mm. because I've heard the audiobook is really good. Yeah. Not, obviously, they're too. the same book, right? But they do different voices for all of the different characters, oh. which makes sense. Like, if you had one person, like, doing it all, like, that'd be kind of weird. Um, but I wish I would have done the audiobook just so I could, like, hear it all in different voices. But I'm watching the show, so that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, similar-ish. Yeah. But I didn't even think about doing the audiobook, but I also didn't know it was interview style until I opened the book. I did not open this yeah. book at yeah. all prior to mm-hmm. when I started it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Cool. Well, we've got our overall thoughts and stars out there. Now we'll go through our little categories. So Spice, what are y'all thinking about Spice? Zero. I, yeah, I think it's zero. I think there's a lot of adult concepts and content in the book, but yeah. it is not a Spice content. It's no, totally like agree. Drugs and struggling with addiction, but that's not like a chili pepper. So totally agree. I thought there was like so much like build up to like there might be like the, like I don't know why I had the expectation that there might be that like more spicy scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Evelyn, there mm-hmm. were like spicy scenes, right? I, I mean, not a yeah. lot, but it was like a little bit. It wasn't very spicy compared to like Colin Hoover, right? But I don't yeah, know why. I, I think say. it was like the tension between Billy and Daisy. I was like, something's gonna happen. Something's it gonna makes- happen. It makes so much more sense, though, that it was not spicy at all. The fact that it was his child who was writing the book because, like, yes. I'm talking to my child. Like, it made sense. But I also hated that they interjected because then that made it feel like a book. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. fake. Like, this is fiction at this point. But if that would not have happened, I still would be Googling, is Daisy Jones real? <laughs> who is she? Who's Billy? Yeah. Yeah, I like looking back, like, through the lens of the fact that you know, Billy was talking to his kid. Makes sense why there was a lot of like dot dot dots from Billy, mm-hmm. especially because I was like, why is he like just kind of being weird? Yeah, you could oh, I didn't read into the dot dot dots at all. I feel like he was kind of 
So I interpreted the dot, the dot, dot, dots, like as him hesitating because he still wanted to be respectful of Camilla, even though mm-hmm. like he evidently did have feelings for Daisy or some kind of chemistry with her that he at that point in time was ignoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I interpreted it as like trying to walk around the subject out of respect for Camilla. Yeah, I did but... when I was reading it until I got to that part. And then I was like, hmm, like it whenever he sense. was talking about like the first tour when he... Like Camilla came in on on him getting dot 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 oral sex. You're like, oh, it's because mm-hmm. he's talking to his child. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right, laughs. I chuckled a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think it's low. It's not like a funny book. Yeah, it's like yeah. one zero one. Yeah, I I'd think like one. one or two. Yeah, I would say one. I'm good with one. Uh, tears. I'm surprised I did some shed, cried. Oh. I did shed a tear at the end. Listen, listen, a mom dying will get me every time. Like, yeah, every single time if a mom is dead, I'm crying. Especially <laughs> when it's a sweet little mom like Camilla. Sorry, girls. Like, it was it was a tear for me. I like <laughs> it was short lived. Yeah, <laughs> but like I would right give it in. one <laughs> tear. <laughs> Yeah, I think it could be one or even two, but I didn't cry. But, like, I do see the reasoning for it. Just Mm -hmm. the detached style of writing because it was an interview just didn't make me shed a tear. But I understand that it is a sad book. Yeah, I'm with you, Allie. I think it's a two. Same reasons. Like, it didn't make me cry, but it made me very sad, like, the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I will echo like two as well because I feel like I felt Sorry. Camilla's pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I oh was yeah, like, totally. Geez, mm-hmm. she is going through it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I was gonna say three, but y'all brought me down. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, the thing is, like, it's not. I mean, it's sad. At least for the until Camilla dies, I would say it's not sad in this like. I don't know. It's, it's more like you feel hurt. bad for these people because they're making poor decisions. Yeah. Like Daisy, who just like is, and I did feel really bad for her when she was with um, Nicolo. Um, but mm-hmm. it part of me was kind of like, I mean, this is the result of her own decisions. This is life she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't feel like. I mean, I was sad for her, but I wasn't like heartbroken over it. No, I was sad for her. I was sad for Graham. Oh, God. Yeah. That was, I did feel sad-ish for Graham, but I also still was living in the moment with them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was just a heavy book with heavy topics. And so, like, it wasn't necessarily sad and tear-jerking, but it was, like, a was downer. Yeah. And yeah. when Teddy had his heart attack. Oh, oh that was. Teddy. Cute. I was thinking his name was Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Pross. <laughs> so, in case anyone was curious, which um, reader type I am on the Instagram post, <laughs> I'm a Jessica. <laughs> I had a friend comment. She swiped up and she's like, "Are you Allie?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, I don't actually know if she thinks like if she recognized that I oh. <laughs> am actually really Allie. Um, but she's like, "Cause I'm a Jessica." <laughs> oh oh like, my gosh. I like, um, yeah, it was really funny. I did force one of my coworkers to go comment. She had her phone out on Instagram. I said, hey, while your phone's out. <laughs> nice. Give me a solid. Yeah. She a commented rat. she was a Keely, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
There were a few Keelys in the comments. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mystery. Maybe Zero. like a one. I was going to say one because I kept wondering when are Billy and Daisy going to get together? When's oh, it going to happen? Point. See, I was just hoping yeah. it didn't happen. See, I was, I was hoping, hoping it wouldn't it either, but the whole yeah. time I thought when. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think I had it was faith ever in him. happen just because of Camilla's like they didn't make Camilla unlikable. And normally if someone's going to cheat on their partner, they'll make a, um, them unlikable. So then yeah. you kind of like empathize and try to justify. But I was kind yeah. of like, what's going to happen? Like and I thought so, he was going to slip up and then end up. Yeah. Like, I, I thought he was, was definitely going to regress. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I would say one. Okay. Cheese. I didn't I think, think it was, it was that cheesy. cheesy. Yeah, zero. Zero. Is this yeah. our first zero cheese? No. I don't know. All of Maybe. the light. All the light we cannot see was that the. That was probably. That was zero oh, on yeah. everything. Zero for <laughs> stars. Zero for cheese. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, Predictability. I don't know. Maybe a two. I mean, it follows the 70s rock band style so i think that's a little predictable that they struggled with drugs she's getting taken advantage of you know like i think it kind of fell into some of those things but i don't think it was like i did not predict julia or camilla and i feel like the story like having so many different main characters i didn't really have the energy to predict an outcome for every single one of them Mm -hmm. so i think i just tried not to I thought they were all alive because if they weren't alive, they didn't have a paragraph with their like name because they weren't being interviewed. So I was really shocked with Camilla because she did have her name there. Like, well, I think the- she was alive for the beginning of the interviews. Yeah, yeah. no, she was. I just oh, yeah. that's what shocked me was that she died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It well, did surprise me. I was saddened. Yeah, as I mentioned. <laughs> And my whole, like, prediction the whole time was literally, like I said, Billy's going to relapse and he's going to end up with Daisy or, like, getting with mm-hmm. Daisy. And then that never happened. So, mm-hmm. he's like a one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think one's good, too. One. I'm cool with a one. Yeah. yeah. Also, I didn't like the letter at the end of the book. This is a tangent. Um, I didn't either. I, I didn't. It was very How I Met Your Mother. Like. Yes. So I, I with Aunt really Robin. Like, you you talking about i did not like it so at the end of the book it was a letter from camilla to the girls and she was basically saying like give your dad some time to grieve and then connect him with daisy jones not even a letter is an email yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever i hated that i mean i did think it was sweet and i did cry a little when she said they owe me a song like mm-hmm. heck yeah they do owe you a song camilla you're the best yeah mm-hmm. um but I was also like, no, don't encourage this. Mm-hmm. I loved it, but I also love How I Met Your Mother. But it did definitely. I was like, what? This is mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother. Love I it. like How I Met Your Mother. I just don't yeah. like Daisy and Billy. Yeah. I am anti. I think in their old them. age. Yes. Yeah, because she's clean now. Yeah, I don't care. I think in their <laughs> young days, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. It would have brought Billy down. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I just, meh. <laughs> and like to me, they're old and wrinkly and gross. And I'm just like, 
Stop well, it. Old Wait people deserve love too. Okay, I know that, but still. Yeah, have you have y'all seen that they're officially announced the senior bachelor? <laughs> I don't what? need old people. To yeah, find they officially announced it. No, Not to be person. honest, like I do think the elderly deserve love, but I won't be watching that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, thank you. I probably will. Hard <laughs> <laughs> pass. Okay. Play. Cool. Well, now let's do some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to the same order. So, Al, is that who I asked first? Yeah. Allie, you want to yeah. do your questions first? Sounds good. Okay. We've now read two of TJR's books um, for our book club. So, the first book we read was Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, which one did you prefer? I preferred <laughs> this one. What's happening? It just didn't seem like Allie's question was over. I know. I didn't. <laughs> and I was going to say, and why? But then I was just like, you'll explain. I don't need to say that. And then she didn't. <laughs> well, I didn't because y'all were giggling and I wanted in. I wanted in on the action. <laughs> I love to giggle. <laughs> support okay, giggling so here at the Pros Over Bros franchise. Yeah. Add it to a skill. Giggling. Um, patent pending. Trademark pending. What? Okay. Um, yeah, so I prefer Daisy Jones and the Six. I didn't really like Evelyn Hugo, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And to be honest with you, like, I don't have a good reason I didn't like it. I thought it was um predictable. I thought it was um, – I was frustrated that Evelyn didn't kill anybody because I thought that was where it was going the whole time. And so when it didn't, I was like, and for what? Why why did we go through all of this? <laughs> so all that to say, like, I far preferred preferred Daisy Jones and the Six. I think I I think when we like talked about which for all of our listeners out there, we read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo as a book club before we had a podcast about it. And I think at the time I gave it four stars, but mm-hmm. I would say now that I read more, I would say it was probably more of a true three star for me. Like it was fine. I I liked parts of it, but it didn't have the joie de vivre I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And oh, never mind. I just don't won't get into it. But I didn't like the whole interview, um, interview aspect of it because the interviewer kept taking me out of Evelyn's story, and then I was like, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. enjoying getting out and then coming back in. So the interview aspect of this one, where the interviewer rarely takes you out of it except for that one instance. Mm-hmm was a better fit for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo better. However, that might be different if I were to read it like right now. Mm-hmm. Like I would be interested interested to see which one I truly like better. Um, but I Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, but I am a romance girly, so I think that's part of why. I liked it. I mean, for me, that was a five-star book, but that was also, you know, the beginning of my book journey. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I've already read more books this year than I read all last year. Yeah, on your Goodreads, like, it just, it's popping mm-hmm. up all the time. The updates, everything. She's a book fan. <laughs> so, yeah, I think right now I would say Seven Husbands, but if I reread it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of good points, Jess, but also... I disagree in some areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We can Heels. disagree and still be friends. 
That's a tough question for me because I liked both of them a lot. Um, I think Seven Husbands is a little bit higher up for me because it was more of a <gasps> at the end for me. Like, mm-hmm. I love a big shock at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't predictable for me. I'm not as smart as Jess, and I didn't call any of it. <laughs> but I loved that book. But I really liked this one, too. Um, I think they're just very different. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the interview-ish style. Obviously, this one was, like, completely interview style. Um, and the other one just had little bits of it, right? So, I don't know. I just think they're very different in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. Seven Husbands is slightly higher for me yeah I think I liked Evelyn's story better but it just was easier I think to follow so it's easier to get into the story but I I definitely preferred Daisy Jones in the sixth more Mm. I'm like Jess I didn't love the narrator kind of plot twist in Evelyn Hugo um and since we didn't tell our readers that we're going to talk about it I don't really want to like spoil that one um, I do think it's interesting. I thought it was a good book. It was a four, which I think is why I gave this book a five. Um, I was kind of like 4.5 for this book, but I wanted to round up. I really liked it. I just, I read it so fast. Like I couldn't stop reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I felt the same way about Evelyn Hugo. Um, I just think that TJR is a really good author. I'm excited to read Mal- Malibu Rising. I wonder if it's... Um, interview style as well because I didn't realize it was gonna be oh okay good to know I'm like is this a trend she does I don't know well did y'all know that she has one character that's in all her books yeah I didn't realize that until I started reading which I haven't read much of Malibu Rising but Carrie Soto right no Mick Riva oh just kidding he's in every book so remember he was one of the husbands oh yeah and then in Daisy Jones he was the old guy at the party Mm -hmm. (gasps) oh Mm-hmm. I wondered why that sounded like it read familiar to me. And then Malibu Rising, it's like literally, isn't it the Riva family? I have no idea. I have no thoughts going into Malibu Rising. Oh, yeah, don't you know Allie's in no thoughts, just vibes, Girly? Keely's read it. Oh, <laughs> true. I read the beginning. I haven't gotten that far in Malibu Rising. Oh, okay. And it's been a while, so I don't know if that character's come up yeah, or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Riva family. Oh, yeah, wow. it is. Oh, I I, it's at the back of my book is like a part thing. And it, it says Nina Riva. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Huh. Cool. I just thought she has a thing for redheads because now two books have had two redheads. I was like, maybe that's it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But all right, Brianna. Oh, OK. Um, Allie, did you ask all your questions? No, you didn't. Oh, sorry, Allie. Keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, you're good. I'm just going to ask one more. Um, So on page 211, it it made me giggle because Billy talks about intrusive thoughts where he's like, when I was little, I had a thought that's like, push your brother in the pool and he can't swim very well. And I was so scared. And I was like, dude, that's an intrusive thought. You just don't act on it. And I was like, maybe they didn't know what that was back then. But um, what's an intrusive thought that, sometimes happens for y'all <laughs> mm. if you can think of one um it's pretty dark i don't know if i want to go oh, there mine's so dark yeah we about to get real. <laughs> mine um i watched final destination i love like the whole series it's great um it's t- so trashy 
but I showed Sam this October and I recently just started flying. And so, um, sometimes in Denver, the train like lights will flicker or the like train will just stop in the tunnels and it's really creepy. And my intrusive thoughts always that like, I should not go into work today because this plane's going to have to go down then. Like this is the universe telling me that something bad's really going to happen. And so like, I, I have that thought almost every day when I'm going into work and I'm like, oh, yikes. That's probably not um, great. The Final Destination movies are partially why my biggest fear is dying in the shower. Yeah. They have a thing for like water and like electrical outlets causing every day. And I also will never drive behind a truck with logs in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yes. oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Tanning bed. Never again. Yep. Mm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen this, and I really don't think it's the movie for me. I don't think you should either. There are several. Mm-mm. They're not. For it's you. trash. It's yeah, so they're, bad. They're not good. I watched them when I was little. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be um, engaging in that activity. I just always want to like hug my students, but I can't do that. Um, so I guess that would be my intrusive thought. I don't know. That's so I'm nice. also just scared of everything, and I often just have to like pray, like, Lord, please get me there safely. Lord, please get me there safely. Mm-hmm. Especially like this is this dog across the street, just knows, and they're just like letting their dog live life in the front yard. It, like keeps barking and growling. It's really getting on my nerves. And I've been going on walks in the evening and I like can't even walk. And they're literally across my house. So I can't even walk like in front of my house. Mm. So I literally have to like come out of my yard, sneak onto the sidewalk, and then I can't walk into my house until I go home. It's just very annoying. But I always pray like, Lord, please keep me safe. Or like when I'm in the car, ever since my cousin passed away in that car accident in September, I have like a lot of anxiety in the car mm-hmm. so like pretty much anytime i'm driving or if i'm in a car i'm just like unless i'm chatting i'm just praying the whole time lord mm-hmm. please like get us there safely like just over and over and over yeah mm-hmm. i don't watch scary movies because i can't separate that from reality <laughs> mm-hmm. i cannot like it just freaks me out um, but one of mine is probably um i have to lock the front door when I take a shower mm-hmm. because I'm afraid someone's going to come in and like, yep, it is mm-hmm. a shower. Yep. So yeah, I did that today, like literally two hours ago, mm-hmm. but like nobody can get in the building. I mean, my, my neighbors can, but yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like it's like, I mean, you're like preparing for the worst. Right. But mm-hmm. it just freaks me out to like have the door open have the door unlocked. Can't do it. It scares me to just be in the shower. So I'm with you. <laughs> Last mm-hmm. night, I don't know why, I heard like a creak noise and I checked the entire apartment. Mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom and I went, <laughs> shower yeah. curtain. Nobody was there, obviously, but yeah. It's terrible. I carry my water bottle like a weapon when I'm checking the hotel rooms because I'm ready to like whack. Nice. Yeah. I have to check so many showers and curtains. It's terrible. yeah every time I go into a hotel room for the first time I prop my um like luggage in the door if it doesn't have like one of those locks that bends backwards um and then I go in I look behind all the doors and all the curtains under the bed 
everything mm-hmm. before I'll like bring my luggage in. And um, it's all because when I was a kid, I read a book and I don't even remember what book it was, but it was like the main character was like a young girl. She was like working in a motel with like a really skeevy like owner. And um, so they always had this rule, like when you're cleaning the rooms, leave the door open. And one time she didn't and he was like hiding and like assaulted her. And her friend was mad at her. So, like, that's why she, like, left the door closed. But, you know, like, once the door closes, like, no one can get in. And so I think her friend was mad at her. And so even if she heard her screaming, like, may not have come in because she, like, would have had a master key because they were both, like, maids. Mm. Um, Unclear from the book whether the friend heard or not. But so, so, for revenge, the main girl did set the motel ablaze. That's she fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she she got her revenge. But you know, that was a really sad book that I read. I don't I don't remember what it was. I don't recommend it for you, the youngins out there. <laughs> I was a young reader at the time. <laughs> was like some shining stuff, <laughs> like lighting the place on fire. Mm-hmm. No, it was like she. It was weird. I actually remember a lot of that book plot. It was like her dad passed away so she was like her and her brother were living with her stepmom and then stepmom died in the middle of walmart so she just like took her brother and like ran um and she was like underage so she was just like taking whatever job she could get to support them they were living in the stepmom's car um and then like you know she goes through all these terrible things because she's trying to get money any way she can to live and Mm. then um somebody like finds her somewhere and like she joins the circus basically like becomes a tightrope walker jess reads any book and forgets everything but the one book she wants to forget and probably should forget (laughs) she knows every detail (laughs) no this book was so weird because i remember thinking oh like girly joins the circus like maybe it'll be a fun little circus on the road book like again i was a young reader wouldn't pick that kind of book up now but I don't know it just sounded fun we were on vacation or something so I picked it up and I the whole time I was like where's the happy ending (laughs) (laughs) there's none so that was the book and so that my intrusive thoughts sometimes come from that book that's fair I don't really have like I have a lot of intrusive thoughts so I don't really have any sometimes you just want to burn a motel don't you Jess (laughs) no no (laughs) (laughs) all right well al do you have any other questions nope i'm good all right brianna (sighs) classic question who's your favorite character warren warren how interesting he was funny (laughs) like my number one is probably camilla but i felt like that was a predictable answer from me because i already said i cried over her dying um but my second was warren like anytime he spoke i just was laughing because he was just kind of like so chill about everything and everyone else was so that's not. True, yeah. <laughs> all right wasn't he the one that's always like it's not that serious he, well pete him and pete yeah okay yeah yeah you're right yeah warren was like daisy's hot I'm going to go smoke outside. Yeah. Call me if you need me. <laughs> Iconic when she's like, it's not my job to not turn you on. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my favorite was probably Graham. Sweet little teddy bear. Like, Such I like a sweetie. character development. Like, 
I mean, there's only so much, like, I think it really embodied the time, like his character really embodied the time and like Mm -hmm. thoughts of a guy. And I thought he was very kind, very sweet, very like teddy bear esque, but I liked his point of view. Um, Like when he would talk about things that he wasn't involved in, I felt like I was getting the actual truth. And so I really enjoyed reading his parts for that reason. He was my favorite. Just was kind of like factual, but sweet. Mm -hmm. My favorite was Camilla. Yeah. I mean, very predictable, but I just, I don't know. I just thought she was such a great character and like, I think she had so many great traits. She was such a strong character. I could not imagine going through what she went through. Like mm-hmm. her husband being in love with another woman while they're their entire life, like basically like, yeah. but sticking by him because she wants to make it work and she wants to make it work for the kids. Like I was just like, well, in the way she stuck by Karen too, even though she like, yeah. didn't necessarily agree with the decision, like for herself. So loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought she was really a really well-written character and in the show, she's great, too. Uh, I think they picked a great person to play her. But, yeah, Camilla. She's my favorite. I am a Graham girly. But I also really loved Simone. Like, oh, she's yeah. such a good friend. Mm-hmm. Like, would literally go to great lengths just to, like, try and protect Daisy. And um, mm-hmm. she was just very loyal and selfless. And just yeah. a slay. Yeah, yeah, went all over the older sister vibes for sure. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. like flew all over Europe or something, trying to catch Daisy. Asia, Daisy just like started in Thailand. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Asia. Yeah, I was like, gosh, I'd be pissed. (laughs) Same. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay, and then my next question starts with a quote, and it's a little bit long, but it's worth it. So. This from page 202 says she had written something that felt like I could have written it, except I knew I couldn't have. I wouldn't have come up with something like that, which is what we all want from art, isn't it? When someone pins down something that feels like it lives inside us, takes a piece of your heart out and shows it to you. It's like they are introducing you to a part of yourself. So have you ever had a song like that where you felt like the singer or the songwriter just like wrote your words but like you know like you couldn't have written them but you just like are just like period yes this is my life I can't think of anything that like that has ever happened to me but I do remember listening to when I was like six or eight I don't know like early elementary um gunpowder and lead and I wanted to relate to it so hard that I was like this is my personality so like that's the song I think of but like I have not been in any situation but like when it comes on I'm like I'm so angry get me my gun I don't own a gun um so yeah like it's not anything but that's the only thing that I was like I am her she is me as like an eight-year-old ready to take on the world but no I don't think I have had that moment. Don't trust me by 303. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really have one, honestly. I have definitely, like, I so 
uh, I cheated because I was looking at this yesterday and I was like, I have to come up with something because I have absolutely felt that before. Like I've heard a song and I'm like, yo, but I couldn't really find that song. I don't know. There is one song and it's going to sound so corny and so cheesy because we read this book, (laughs) but it's Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) I love that song. I want to sing it for karaoke like that's my song like I love that song I wish I would have like oh so we're doing karaoke I just I just love but I think it's it's a, it's a good song and it talks about change and all that and being scared yeah. of change and getting older and all of that so yeah I really like that song and I think it resonates with me uh, I don't know Actually. what she really means in parts of it but that's yeah okay. <laughs> Wait, I take it back. Um, I have broken up with two guys because I resonated with a song so hard. <laughs> um, Potential Breakup Song by Allie and AJ. Um, oh, has yeah. Me to break up with two guys on my birthday. Um, not at the same year, but like different years. And then um, <laughs> yeah. Lipstick by Runaway June. It talks about how it's like mm-hmm. you're supposed to make her blue eyes like shine and mm-hmm. make her lipstick smudge, not her like mascara run. And I was mm. like, that's so true. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah that was like the nail in the coffin for that relationship at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> we love to hear yeah. it mine okay so I have one like very specific one and that's bad for me by Megan Trainer, who we are not supporting at the moment um but featuring Teddy Swims um and basically if you listen to the song you should go listen to it and think of me um, but it's like kind of basically like the concept of the song is um, she's singing about someone who's bad for her, but who like she loves. And it doesn't really sound like it doesn't sound like it's a, um, like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or anything like that. Like a love interest. It sounds like it's a family member because like part mm. one line is like, I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um so it always just makes me think of my relationship with my mom and how, like, I love her, but in a lot of ways, like, her love is bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that song makes me cry very often, but it's a really good song. And then I feel like the songs that I resonate with are usually, like, sad ones, but that one is, like, the main one. Like, every time I hear it, like, I'm, like, period, yes. Um, And, like, my other ones all have to do with, like, songs about grandpas because they Mm -hmm. remind me of my grandpa Mm -hmm. like um i thought he walked on water by randy travis that one always makes Mm -hmm. me because it's like him singing about his own grandpa and he's like i thought he walked on water like because he was just so amazing kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about my grandpa so Mm. just special Mm -hmm. ones like that yeah those are good ones Mm -hmm. the sad songs yeah, honestly, I love it. I'm, I am a sad song girly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jessica, questions? Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about y'all's thoughts on Daisy and Billy's chemistry and volatility. Like, were you rooting for them to get together? Were you, like, honestly, people needed to stay away from each other? What were your thoughts? I was anti-Daisy and Billy until like she was like yeah I'm sober and I was like okay period yes 
pro Billy and Daisy, like when they're older and Camilla passed away, like basically with the letter at the end. I was like, yes. Okay, but disregarding but was, the letter at the end and guess, disregarding current day, I want to talk about. Yeah, like I said, I was anti Billy and Daisy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought that if he's trying to be better, he doesn't need to be around people who are. Yeah. Like surrounding themselves with that, specifically Daisy, because she's doing X, Y, and Z drugs and, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol. And he's like trying not to do those things. And also, um, they were like spending a lot of alone time together, which was not ideal for his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely had chemistry, like, from, like, right off the bat, I felt like they had good chemistry, even though they were like, we hate each other. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I think they're two very similar people who, on the outside, looking in, it might seem like they should be together, because they, but, like, I don't, I think it mentioned it in the book, too, like, your soulmate isn't someone who's the same as you. It's someone who has what you need and you have what they need. Um, And I completely agree with that. I do think that it was very like passion driven, like art, artistic driven and like that stuff fades and like ebbs and flows. And so that's not like what a relationship, that's not like the backbone of a relationship. Um, I think it's communication and I felt like they communicated so poorly. So like, I think they had chemistry in like, a physical sense and an artistic sense, but I don't think they had chemistry on an emotional or intellectual level because they could not communicate and like they would be talking about the same thing and have two very different opinions because they just wouldn't communicate. Like she thought he said he can't hang out because she like was hitting on her or he, she thought that he, blah, blah, blah. Daisy thought that Billy thought she wanted to go in his room so that way like they could do something mm-hmm. thought she was flirting and billy's whole reason was because she's on drugs i can't put myself in that situation yeah. and i think if they just would have communicated like it would have taken away a lot of that forbidden fruit feeling and i think daisy is not a bad person she makes bad choices but i think yeah. if she would have known how hard he struggled with being around her because of the drugs aspect i think she would have 100 percent kind of chilled it out because she always had those thoughts of like why she wanted to chill it out was like for his sake and she was very protective on his sobriety and stuff so I just think they were not a good match whatsoever because they couldn't communicate yeah I agree with like everything that you said I just don't know that if like Daisy was like not gonna let him do drugs like she was gonna help like protect him But I don't think she was going to stop until, you know, she was ready to stop. So I don't think that if he would have, even like when he did tell her like about, you know, the whole first tour situation, yada, 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 she like was still doing them and like got worse. So I don't Mm -hmm. think she was going to stop. Yeah. Until she was like. I don't think she was going to stop. I think she would have been like, I can't be around you. And she would have been like, well, that sucks. Get over it. Yeah, I think she would have just tried to make an effort in her own way to, like, not do it around him as much. Because she thought she was handling it super well, which she's kind of delusional. I mean, her she's not in the right headspace. Um, but I don't think she would have stopped. I think she would have just tried to make an effort to, like, not take them right in front of him. But I think she would have always been high. Yeah. 
I was like looking back at it, I'm like, like I said earlier, like if they would have ended up together, like it would have been very bad. Like it would have like just imploded and things just I think they were really bad for each other. But I when I'm look thinking back when I was reading the book, I felt like really like back and forth about it. I was like, like they're meant to be. Like they're like they are supposed to be this like hardcore rock and roll couple. Like they're the same person. But then the Karen quote when she's talking about soulmates, it's like, you don't need somebody who's exactly like you. You need somebody who balances you out. And then I was like, okay, yeah. And y'all, then, I so forgot about Karen when it came to favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> she's I great. I loved her. Sorry, I keep going, Keely. Oh, you're fine. Um, so I don't know. I had like a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of tension. I thought, okay, I think they could, I think they should be together. Like they seem like they like are the same person and they just make sense. But also I was like, that's a really crappy thing to do to <laughs> Billy. And Daisy is like obviously not stable and you're trying to get stable. It just does not, it's not going to work. Like, but mm-hmm. I think when I finished the book, like in their old age, like I liked the note at the end. Cause I think like Camilla knew that they had this really strong connection. Like she even said it, she's like, I know he loves you. You love him. But basically like back off, like we're trying to like do our own thing as a family. So I think in their old age, like, I think they could have really been something special. But mm-hmm. when they were youngins, no way. It yeah. was pretty volatile. It well, would have yeah, been just, really volatile. Yeah. I just thought it was so interesting when I was reading Goodreads reviews because several of them were like, oh, like just being a little not being a little toxic here. But I wish Daisy and Billy would have gotten together. And hooked up, and I just was like, really? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty traditional, obviously, so not into cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I never once was like, oh, I wish they would just, like, hook up mm-hmm. <laughs> for the sake of the book. And I feel like that's a little bit, those comments are a little bit of a representation of smut culture right now where and like en- enemies to lovers tropes because if they did hook up and if they did fall in love and have this big like love affair it really would have been an en- enemies to lovers trope because they started off like air quotes hating each other really just misunderstanding each other mm-hmm. um but i don't know i just thought that was not what i wanted at all and it honestly was frustrating to me that Camilla had to be the one to be so frank with Daisy and to tell her like Daisy Mm -hmm. you've got to leave like you need to draw the boundary because I mean that's on I don't know I feel like that should be on Billy to do that Mm -hmm. but and Mm -hmm. I do feel Mm -hmm. like Billy did a good job of like you know not cheating um and not like leading Daisy on Mm -hmm. at all but like I don't know. I just feel like Billy should have been very upfront and honest and say, like, I love Camilla. Camilla is my wife. I'm committed to spending my life with her regardless of what you think. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously, Daisy took Camilla more seriously than she probably would have taken Billy if Billy was the one saying that to her. But it just annoyed me that it that there was enough like of a strong hold between the two of them that Camilla had to be the one to say something. Mm -hmm. And so then I just had even more respect for Camilla because I was like. A, you shouldn't have to do that. But she, like, obviously loved Billy so much and, like, wanted it for their family. 
that mm-hmm. she like put on her like big girl pants and went and, and confronted Daisy yeah. with love and kindness and what firmness. And I don't know. I had a lot of respect for Camilla, even though it annoyed me that she felt she had to do that. Mm. I feel yeah. like Daisy and Billy are the same person, just like 10 years apart in their journey. Like, <laughs> yeah, and totally. sobriety specifically. Like, I feel like they are so, so similar. But mm-hmm. I do think that, like, Billy did try because Daisy had this one point where she was like, it was not as upfront as Camilla. And I think he should have yes. been more upfront. But yeah, I know what like she was like, to. hmm, I'm really sad because he rejected me. But now I'm angry that he rejected me, even though I understand why he rejected me. And she it was just like, Daisy. I was like, Daisy, that I is I thought that whole rude. song was stupid. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. you're allowed to be feeling rejected. But also, mm-hmm. he's married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 With I just, three and children. And I felt like he – I did like that he hadn't talked to Camilla um, after she had that conversation with Daisy and he made the choice, like, it has gotten too bad. I need to remove myself. Well, because but that's because he went and had a sip of tequila. Yeah. Like all of the temptation. And he's like, Daisy is not good for me. She makes me want to drink. She makes me want to do all this stuff. But he had had yeah. a sip and like came back. And so I think that he did choose that. It just took way too long. Yeah. Like he got way too close to that line for my personal comfort. But Camilla is a strong one for putting up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask an extension question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you think that Camilla and Billy are soulmates? Slash, do you guys believe in soulmates? I do not believe in soulmates. So, no. I don't really think I believe in soulmates either. I think it's compatibility versus not compatibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard it at church camp once, which is kind of weird. This couple, and they were they were talking about soulmates or something. I don't know. And they were, and the woman said, yeah, I could make it work with somebody else, but we choose to make this work between us. And she's like mm-hmm. pointing at her husband. Like, I don't think you have one person that you're meant to spend the rest of your life with. Now, mm-hmm. whoever you commit to, like you can think of them as your soulmate, like they are your second half, right? Or they are whatever. But I don't think there's like one person. Yeah. You have to be with. I think no, I could have made like it work with could. somebody else. Yeah. yeah, and if you decide you're compatible with that person, you can decide, like, you know, marriage means, like, we're going to be soulmates because, like, binding mm-hmm. our souls forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if that's, that's how you want to do it, like, cool beans, but it's just such mm-hmm. a big world with so many people, so many yeah. fish in the sea. Like, if there's one soul out there for you, sorry, it feels unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's natural instincts that your body has that lets you know if you're compatible, but I think it's with a lot of, it can happen with a lot of different people. Mm. Um, I think soulmates has a rose colored glasses tint to it where it makes it seem like you can't have issues and then that will create more issues down the like road if you don't communicate that. Um, But I think, yeah, because you're like setting your expectations so mm -hmm. high. And you're like, well, if I don't, if we fight, then we can't be perfect. Like, then we're not perfect. Then we can't be soulmates. So I think there's just a weird connotation I have with that word. But my viewpoint is the grass is greener where you water it. So it's not like, I think where you put your time and effort, it's going to grow the most. It's going to blossom the most because you have put effort and intentionality into that relationship. And then that can make it feel like your perfect person because you've put in the work and the effort. I agree with everything you guys said. However, 
I think there there are soulmates, but I don't think it's like one person. Like I think mm. there's like friend soulmates, and then there's also mm. like spouse soulmates type thing. Yeah, mm. I yeah. still think it's I still think friend soulmates like is a different way of saying like personality compatibility. Mm-hmm. It just sounds yeah. like sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's people you just naturally jive with and, like, mm -hmm, you can't explain, like, why you're so comforted. So I do see what you're saying, too, Brianna, like, Mm -hmm. about that. You guys are my soulmates. I was saying my bookie soulmates. Actually, there's this one quote from the book that I almost put. It wasn't really a question. I just, like, wrote it in my phone because I was like, you guys. Was it what Camilla said to um, Karen after the abortion? Um. No, not to Karen, to the no. interviewer afterwards. Oh, I really it thought was, that was It a... was Simone talking. So it's oh. page 242. It says, you have to have one person in your life that you know would never do anything to steer you wrong. They may disagree with you. They could even break your heart from time to time. But you have to have one person at least who you know will always tell you the truth. You need one person who, when the ish hits the fan, grabs your stuff, throws it in a suitcase, and gets you away from the Italian prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. If anyone's soulmates in the book, it's Daisy and Simone. But it's yeah. intentionally. Like, she chose that. You know, Simone chose yeah. to yeah. support that. Mm-hmm. Well, Simone is like Daisy's Camilla, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, her sounding board and mm-hmm. her balancing, or her foil character, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my other question... Um, that I originally wrote is trash, so I'm going to mm-hmm. switch. We also already talked about it. But I wanted to talk about something else that's now drawing a blank. You got it. I can edit this out later. Please do, <laughs> honestly. Dun, 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 well, Jess dun, dun, also wrote this part. She said, Eddie's the worst. So I think we should just drop that in there and all agree. The church said amen. Yeah, Eddie is freaking worst. The show Mm -hmm. makes it like make more sense why he doesn't like Billy. Yeah. Like, like, listen, I don't care. This man has a bad attitude. And if you're so unhappy, just leave. Find yourself a better band. Just leave. No, but like the book is just like he hates Billy and he wants to be, you know, in his own control and have all the power as in Eddie wants Mm -hmm. it. But he's also like mad at Billy because Billy has it. But the show gives you, like, reasons why he hates Billy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Like, I, I can understand. The in the book, too. Yeah. But, like, I think I think it might have been Warren who said it. He said, if Eddie had half the balls Daisy did, then we wouldn't. he wouldn't be feeling yes. this. Yes. Or something. And it's like, so true. Eddie, you have to be accountable, too. Like, you can put your foot down as well. Yeah. Like, but, he doesn't rule your life, bro. I also thought it was so sad. Like, even when he was trying to be nice and gave Daisy the compliment, the backhanded compliment about, like, you're going to be a great aunt. Like, he was trying to be nice, and it was still mean. Like, she's like, no one says that to people they think are going to be a good mom. That was just, like, an ignorant thing to say. <laughs> like, you're just not I'm thinking. sorry, Daisy. Like, you are high all the time. You're probably not going to be a good mom until you get that in check. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. Which she did, and <laughs> then she adopted agree. two kids. I know, and I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you think okay, of well, it? I don't remember now. So I guess we'll just carry on. Well, I wanted think- to talk about the... I wanted to talk about so many things that we haven't gotten to. But one of them being the, like, author interruption. 
that Allie wrote us a question yeah. and didn't ask. Yeah, because I didn't know. But yeah, we kind of mentioned it about the author interruption and and was it a surprise? Did you like it? All that jazz. I don't know if we talked about liking it. Oh. I was con no, I hated it. I was confused because I was like, is Taylor Jenkins Reed the like their daughter? And then I remember like, oh yeah, this is fake. Yeah. But I just felt like it was totally unnecessary. But like I said, like looking back, some things like did make sense why they were the way that they were. Mm-hmm. But overall I didn't like yeah. it. I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't feel- like it. I didn't think it like I didn't like like it and I didn't hate it. I just was kind of like indifferent about it for the most part. And like I feel like the point of her making it Julia and that being revealed later on in the book was supposed to be like this like big thing, but it didn't feel that mm-hmm. way to me. Like I was like, okay. yeah. It just came cool. out of nowhere, so it was really anticlimactic because there was no build up because you couldn't build it up. She's not a part of the 1970 whatever story so it's not like they can drop hints that she's the one interviewing until it's there and then you're like what well if you think about it like they talk like up until we find out about how much julia loved daisy Mm -hmm. and she was like i want to be daisy when i grow up i love daisy she's my favorite bandmate like so like i can see like that kind of being a build-up to why she wrote the book about she was also like five when they were saying that yeah Yeah, i also feel like like it was less about the about daisy and more about her mom and her dad yeah, but I was like, if we're going, like, I'm making a, a stretch here. Like, that's the only reason I'm, I don't, I think it was unnecessary. I don't think, I think it could have just been, like, a p- random person that was a narrator. I don't think mm-hmm. it needed to be the daughter. I don't feel like that added anything to it. But, like, I can, like, I can see, like, that she'd maybe tried to drop some hints that it might be her, but. Mm-hmm. I feel no. like they, I feel like she only put it in there so that she could have the email from Camilla at the end. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because that wouldn't have been able to happen without it. I, I really like. wouldn't have questioned the email at the end if it was no one else. Like, if they just said, this email was submitted by Julia, like, <laughs> I would be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Also, I was perfectly, I, I liked the angle that it was written by Julia. I didn't like the way it was revealed, especially when she goes, yeah. mm-hmm. wait. And then she's like, oh, so now I need to go back to calling you Julia, right? Not, or, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well, yeah, you've been chatting for hours at this point, and now you're needing to reconfirm the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like well, that like, was unrealistic yeah. to me. It was just like trying to make it more clear for the reader. But I was like, feeling as though I would have preferred if at the end it had a paragraph that said author or Julia, yeah. whatever yeah. author and daughter of Camilla and whatever, and then say like, yeah. I wrote this book for these reasons. I yeah, interviewed I feel like I would have been, you like- know, something cute like that. Then it would have been like. Oh, mm-hmm. bomb dropped, and it would have been less like um, kitschy almost. Yes, like mm-hmm. in where the crawdads sing when it's like the afterward or whatever the epilogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like all of a sudden you find out like everything. Finds the necklace, and you're like, <gasps> it was clear the whole time, you guys. Stop! No, <laughs> the whole time. That was also a book club book, and it was divided Irving. on if it was predictable or not. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she did it the whole time until she, they, you know, were doing all the bust like courts. Yeah. Like, oh no, I was like, there's no way. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you just made this argument. Now I'm agreeing with you. And now you're going to mm-hmm. tell me that that was BS. <laughs> like, that's annoying. Yeah. Emotional roller coaster. Um, cool. Well, I'll just ask one question because we've been 
Oops. Just talking all things about this book. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's good. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I love this book. Um, I'm going to bring another quote in. I think this book has a lot of really good quotes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as, we, I as we've talked Very about. Very quotable. Um, so Camilla told Daisy, the two of you, as in Daisy and Billy, think that you're lost, but you're what everybody is looking for. What do you think she meant by this? The music. Like, they're writing about, like, uh, so just thinking about how, like, Billy wrote Aurora as a love song, and then Daisy, like, made it a song about doubt, because, like, that's what people really want to know. They want to, like, identify with the music. They want to have that song that's, like, oh, I feel like I could have written this, but, you know, like, this is how how my heart is, or whatever. So I feel like that's what she meant. Like, they're singing about things that aren't perfect and that people feel she's about real big feelings Mm -hmm. agreed i feel like they're like raw they're real and they don't know what they're doing and nobody else knows what they're doing (laughs) so it's like relatable Mm -hmm. i I also think think if you zoom i was gonna say i also think if you zoom out a little bit like even a little less um introspective like just the fame like they spent so much time wanting to be heard wanting to be famous and successful and they were successful because Mm -hmm. of music and art that came so personal from them so personally Mm. so it's like everybody is seeking for seeking the opportunity to be successful or Mm -hmm. you know use what comes naturally to them to have not yeah. necessarily fame, but, you know, some sort of achievement, accomplishment, feel proud of themselves. But instead, they just spent so much time, like, focusing on how lost they were yeah, personally. And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that loneliness will do that to you. But. Yeah, I think it's hard for me to, like, figure out what that quote means. I think, Jess, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I kind of take it, like, more other people looking in and I just don't find Billy and Daisy at this point have the most similarities like with where their lives are at like I think if it was to Billy only like well you have a family you have someone who cares for you like you have all that so but like you can't say the same for Daisy but um they keep calling them the chosen ones so I think that they just don't understand how naturally and how easy things sometimes mm. come to them and mm. so they just don't understand that like yes they have struggles and no one's trying to take that away but like you're not identifying that you also have it pretty good yeah comparatively yeah good point all right well now let's move into our book read or our book reads our goodreads finds what are <laughs> we our funniest best goodreads review so Allie all right um I have Persephone Moon's review and she rated it three stars and she said fighting the feminine urge to kill almost all the men featured in this book <laughs> and I thought that was really funny because yeah like they just weren't getting it sometimes and um yeah. it just yeah, it was pretty funny. So, yeah. yep, that was mine. Nice. Brianna? I have two. They're both from men. 
So this could be partially why. But Tom gave it one star and he said, utter trash. I mean, trash with a great title, ace cover, and a good concept. But trash all the same. That just made me laugh. Like, it does have a great title and a great cover. Can't get, can't get, can't argue with that. And then the other one is from Gabriel. Also one star. He said, don't do drugs, kids. That was great. <laughs> that felt like Gabriel had some like war flashbacks or something when he was reading. So he's like, one star. No, no. DNF. <laughs> okay, Jess. Okay, so I have two. Um, the first one is by Alex, parentheses hiatus. Four stars. They said, gonna pretend I didn't spend 20 minutes searching Daisy Jones and the Six on Google and Spotify to see if they were real or not. <laughs> um, I didn't search for long, but when I first started reading the book, I thought I was reading fiction. Then when I started reading it, I was like, oh, nonfiction. Got it. And I just <laughs> accepted that as truth all the way until the end. And then I was like, man, I gotta like peek a look at the real people see if they're real and so I looked it up and that's when I learned the truth and I stopped there but <laughs> I did feel silly at the end for <laughs> leaving Taylor Jenkins read the whole time mm-hmm. um, and then my other one is by Maggie parentheses Rin's version it's just like a funny little one they gave it five stars and said I crashed my car and collapsed the wall of my office this week anyways great book thumbs up <laughs> Wonder if it was her hospital read. Maybe. Like, I read the comments and the people were like, you good dog? It was so funny. I wish I would have um, not deleted or like I wish I would have kept the screen up on my phone to read you the comments because they were funny. They were like, great. But like, are you fine? Are you okay? There's that one. No, it wasn't that oh. one. It was like the ones below that was really mm. having me having me laugh. So. That's my Goodreads. <laughs> Mine's very similar because I actually put yours on there, Jess, and then I realized you already had the, we had mm. the same one. So anyway, I took it off. But this one, I preface, I went into this book knowing it was not real. Like one of my friends Literally. who loved this book told me it's not about Fleetwood Mac. It's not about real people. It's just kind of like inspired by them. Like she loved Fleetwood Mac. So she kind of took inspiration from that band. So you're mm-hmm. like you want to envision that kind of as the setting of the book, right? So I knew it was not real. However, this review by Lucy on Goodreads in all caps says, I refuse to believe this is fiction and these people don't exist. Because <laughs> I just kept like, no, no, this is this has to be real. Like, no, these people are mm-hmm. legit. Like I said, literally when it interjected and it was like Julia talking, I was like, oh, my gosh, Taylor Jenkins, Jenkins Reed is their daughter. <laughs> That's yeah, J stands well, for TJR. Twins names. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> well, I kept thinking like they're like this has to be the exact story of Fleetwood Mac or something like that. Like I know like Daisy Jones is like Stevie Nicks inspired. Billy Dunn is the whatever the guy's name is. I don't know what his name is. And then I just recently like Perhaps saw it's something Fleetwood. on what? <laughs> Perhaps it's Mac. Mac. <laughs> I said Perhaps it's Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> the guy yeah Fleetwood but I, but I don't know I don't know what his name is. um and then I think Karen is ba- um loosely based on Christine McVie who was the other female person Fleetwood Max so I was like this has to be like legit what happened right but it's not but it was just so believable mm-hmm. so believable oh. oh I knew it was fake and I googled I was like 
wait, is this real? First page. I was like, I'm confused. I was look. I was on my phone for probably ten minutes. I think it was confirmation bias. I just like wanted to affirm myself that it was real, even though I know it's not. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now let's chat about our independent reads, what we've been reading or not, <laughs> and stars. Allie. I can go first. Oh, oh, Jess. Allie, take it away. Jess, Jess, Jess. Okay, okay, okay. I read the Hawthorne Legacy second in the Inheritance Games. I gave it three stars. I thought it was okay. I don't know if I'll read the third. Brianna's heart is breaking. Don't. Sorry. Sorry, I can just I can just tell you what you need to know from the third one later if you want. I wouldn't read it. If you didn't like the second one, you're not going to like the third one. No, like, I kind of don't need to know anything else about this series. <laughs> you're just done. <laughs> Surprised My cup is full. <laughs> My cup is full. I No, like, I didn't hate it. I ended the book and I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. But every, like, every, uh, every time, both books, the... The end, the plot twist or whatever at the end has me been like eye rolling. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, I don't know, unsatisfying. So three stars and I'm currently 25% of the way done with Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I am actually really enjoying it. However, it is not as easy of a read as I expected it's a little it's very very detailed and it does like the first couple chapters like are so true to the movie or the movie so true to the book I should say um so it's like fun to read because it's like watching the movie in your head but with more detail but then as you get past that it's just a lot of details and I'm kind of getting to this point where I'm like do I care enough about all these characters that weren't in the movie (laughs) Um, or weren't prominent in the movie or so on. So I don't know how many stars I'll give it. I'll give it stars, I guess, in the next one. Hopefully I'll be done by then. It's a thick book. It's very thick, but it's good. And if you like the movie so far, I would say it's worth the read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. You're and not that this counts. Well, I don't think it counts. So thanks for attacking me. Um, <laughs> But it does it doesn't count in my heart because I listened to an audiobook and I never include audiobooks here, but I feel like I need to say it. I listened to Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I don't like it. <gasps> I hate it. I gave it two stars. I, I thought the plot line was so stupid. I thought the characters were annoying. <laughs> You um, take that Emily Henry slander back. <laughs> I don't think that Emily Henry is my girl, which is funny because I did really like that one. People we meet on vacation. People we meet on vacation. Read. I do think movie. I was in a in a better like place to read it because I was like sitting by the pool, like warm. So I didn't need something like thought provoking. Mm-hmm. But the people and people we meet on vacation did annoy me in that book too. Mm-hmm. But, Keely, don't read book lovers. You will hate it. I'll try my hardest. Okay, but it's my next book yes, now. You also did the audiobook, it. and you said the voices annoyed you. No, but even aside from the voices, like the the, it was so bad. It was so bad. I didn't like the plot. Like I'm not talking about the voices, and I didn't let the voices taint my star rating. I stripped that back, even though I hated the voices. <laughs> and I still decided I didn't like the plot 
and I didn't like the characters. Listeners, and this I whole, wish you like, could see Brianna sure. and Allie's face right now. No, I'm, they are yeah. Livid. Allie hasn't read it. Yeah, but now it's jumping up on my list so I can put a dog in this fight. <laughs> you've read you've read her books though, right? Because you like Yeah. So yeah. I think Beach Read, if you feel that way, I do think you should Let try to read honest. Beach Read. I though, started Jess. listening to it thinking I was picking Beach Read. Yeah. Because oh, you all gotcha. both gave it five stars. So that's why I picked it. Because I thought mm-hmm. I was picking that one. And I was like, whatever. Like I just need an audiobook because I have so many credits on Audible I'm trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh. so you're probably never going to hear me talk about another audiobook as soon as I can get through my stars because it turns out I don't like listening to audiobooks unless they're memoirs read by the authors. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. But on top of that, I really didn't like book lovers. Yeah, I, I will say you should read her, Beach Read. Of her big three, book lovers is my least favorite of the three, but I mean, I, she's my queen. I still love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't like what is it? Is it Christina Lauren or Christine Lauren? Like I love the author, but you don't. So I do think that there's just a, a little bit of a vibe difference. But I do think Beach Read is something you should try to dip your toe in. It did not feel like the rom com. Like it was more thought provoking and it was a lot deeper than I was expecting from the book. And I was like, what? This isn't the Bahamas. It's like Rome, Kentucky, but it was like, I was expecting like a a warm beach. And so it's just a very different vibe than what I thought, but it was amazing. Yeah. We'll see. I'm really going to need to take an Emily Henry break before I get to that. Good luck. I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to read book lovers now. Um, Okay. I read. Let me know what you think. I will. I will. I'll keep you updated. I'm going to read. I've been reading Lauren Asher. Her books are kind of long. They're also series following like same friends or same kind of like brothers. Each brother has a book or something. So I how many books have you read? Four. So not too many. Yeah. So like they're all like 500, 400 or 500 pages um, for her books. So they're a little bit thicker and I've just not been motivated. Kind of hit a reading wall. Um. But I read I Final Offer, which was book three of the <laughs> Dreamland series. That one was good. I think it was my favorite of the Dreamland series. Um, and then I read Thought- Throttled and Collided, which are her Dirty Air series, which is a Formula One series. Um, and the, I think Throttled was three stars. And then Collided, I did four stars. Um, so they were good. I'm kind of working on the third one, but I also read a lot of different things at the same time. So I'm also working on the Hawthorne legacy that's been coming along slowly. Um, yeah. So nice. nice. Um, I read it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey, which I was in the middle of reading last month. Um, I gave it four stars. It was fine. I mean, I liked it. I read it pretty quickly, but it wasn't like my favorite book ever. I could probably give it three and it'd be fine. But And then I read Hook, Line, and Sinker, which is like about the sister. So they say it's part two, but it's not the same story. Um, I like that one better, which most people like It Happened One Summer better. But I definitely liked this one better. Also four stars. And then I um, listened to I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy on audiobooks. And 
Well, I listened on Spotify. But anyways, that was also four stars. Um, it was good. I liked it. It was pretty sad, but yeah, it was good. Um, and then I took a break to watch TV for like a week. And then I read Daisy Jones and the Six. And then I have been watching the show for this week. But I am currently reading The Summer I Turned Pretty by Ginny Han. I plan on reading all three, ideally, before season two comes out pretty soon. I think it comes out beginning of June, but maybe it's beginning of July. I don't know. But I am just eating this book up because it's really short. So I really like it. Yeah, you've been flying through it on Goodreads. I was like, wait, you just started this. Yeah. It's super short, and I'm, like, 50% of the way in, I think I'm on – I'm not very far. Yeah, I'm 52% in, and I'm on page, like, 100-something. Mm-hmm. So, page 146. So, yeah, it's pretty short, but I like it. Jess, did you see my Goodreads update? Uh, what was that face? <laughs> I thought you were asking me to go, and I was like, I already went. <laughs> Get out. Um, Did you see my Goodreads update? No, did you finish Quitting the Lane? No, 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 no. But go to my profile right now. Okay. I feel like I'm really hyping this up, but. You are, because I thought it was Codename Helene. (laughs) Rip, get wrecked. (laughs) I see Codename Helene on there. On currently reading. No, Mm -hmm. updates, please. You started reading and finished reading Daisy Jones. Okay, Allie? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You're on page 93 of 451 of Codename Helene. You know what? All the updates, it shows us everybody's post that you're liking too, right? Yeah, that's what it shows. Okay, then you know what? I posted that I started Codename Helene back up and I put, Jess, this is for you. Aww. That's my status update. You've done it so much since then. (laughs) It was hidden. (laughs) Yeah, I see it now, too. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so glad you read 92 pages. (laughs) I'm farther, actually. No, I am farther. I just didn't update it. But she said she had already read one. What? She said she read a page, so I subtracted it from the total I saw. But she said she's further. She just hasn't updated it. Yeah. Okay, roughly what percentage are you at? Oh, I'm over 50. (gasps) Okay. Whoa. <laughs> we need more yeah. details. Yeah. I, well, because I put it down because I started Daisy Jones and then I watched TV and then I f- finished Daisy Jones. Um, <laughs> and so, so are you liking it? Oh, yeah. I really like it. Okay. Um, That's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's what I'd I really love like to hear. It. I think you should finish it before my birthday as my birthday gift. Oh, okay. Aww. Can do. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, it's coming up. You got to put the grind in then. You can totally do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. You yeah, totally can. Well, you I need a deadline, have, I feel. You have 16 days if you count today. I can't count today. Okay, you yeah, can't. I'll finish you it. Can't. You said 16 days? Wait. That's not right, is That's it? That's not right. It's next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah I was say, it's I'm next sorry. week. You're right. I was like, Allie's birthday. Is the two weeks. So everybody, when you're listening to this, sing us happy birthday by yourself to me and Allie. Yes, please. Well, I borrowed, or yeah, I borrowed Book Lovers from Allie a year ago, and that's what I bought her for her birthday because I (laughs) still have that book. And she lives in Denver, and I didn't want to pay to mail her 
the book that she's me borrow. So I just bought her a new one. There you go. Yeah. It'd probably be the same as buying a new one versus shipping things. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Al. Honestly, I can just give you a synopsis. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, I trust <laughs> it so well. <laughs> totally unbiased. She says, trash. The end. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I did give it two stars. Like, I did finish it. Because one star means not finished. Mm. Oh, I one star things. I'm like, I hated it. But I'm like, got to get that book count in there. I didn't know. De- if, if I, I hate read, it, I won't finish. If I read 20%, I'm going to finish it. But I, it's just going to take me a while. But like, I just started a book and I was like, I hate this. And I just deleted it immediately. I think I read a page and a half and I said, no. <laughs> I ain't no quitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. TikTok recommends weird stuff, and I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Who recommends weird stuff? TikTok. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, thank you. I don't know why, because I don't read Emily Henry, but my Instagram algorithm on my Explore page is a bunch of people reading Emily Henry. I guess you should start reading her. Mm, You're not going to like it, Beatry, I swear. <laughs> read Beatry. Yeah, Beatry. Okay. It's the gateway well. drug. <laughs> I thought we learned that drugs were not ideal. Yeah, Say don't do drugs, no kids. Drugs. Sorry, I forgot adults. Gabriel's review. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's let's let's wrap this thing up because we've been going on and this has been really fun talking about it. But just a few reminders. Um, we're going to announce our June book, which is Brianna's Pick on June first at at pros over bros underscore our instagram and then june 30th is when we'll be releasing the podcast where we discuss that book it'll be on spotify and apple podcasts like all of our other podcasts thus far Uh, make sure you follow us on goodreads instagram and tiktok because we've got some fun content coming out um thanks to jess our wonderful social media content coordinator so, yeah. And occasionally to everybody else for contributing when I ask for help. <laughs> yes. It's a group yes. effort. Yes. So anyway, yeah, follow us everywhere and we look forward to hearing your thoughts on this book. We really enjoyed it, but we will see you guys next time. So cheers. Cheers. cheers.